You're listening to the weekly podcast of Citizens Church with Pastor Chris Norman. For more information on the work that God is doing through Citizens Church, please visit us online at citizenschurch.org. There are things waiting to be done in your life that will only be realized through the channel of prayer. I don't understand it, but it's how God chose to work. God has said, I desire to work amongst my people. I desire to work in them and through them and all around them. I desire to do it, but here's the channel I'm choosing to use. It's prayer. You guys remember MC Hammer? Yeah, can't touch this, but he also said something profound. We gotta pray just to make it. We gotta pray, pray. And it's true. Someone say, we gotta pray. Someone say, we gotta pray. Now, I understand when we start talking about prayer, uh, there's a lot of different feelings about prayer, what it is. Some of us, like, I, I think it's really hard to mention prayer without anyone ever feeling like, oh, I need, I need to pray more. Because reality is, if I ask you, how's your prayer life? No one ever says, I'm great. I, I pray enough, right? I, pray, I, I think all of us kind of start feeling a little guilty, like I probably should pray some more, you know? And so, so some of us feel a little guilty. I think there's a lot of us that, that don't understand prayer. We don't understand, like, what is this? I've heard you, Pastor Chris, talk about that prayer's talking with God, but it's just so, it's, it's, it's intimidating. You know, like, you, you, you grew up in churches or maybe you've been around people like the professional prayers, if that's a thing. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, they go to pray, and it's like all King James. Like, holy art thou, Father, most holy reverend, and the holy name. And you're like, you don't talk like that normally. What are you doing right now? Is that how I have to pray when I pray? I, I don't talk like that, right? And so you're nervous because like, you don't get that. You don't know how to do that. Others of you, you grew up being taught prayers as a child, and they were scary. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, it's like, what? How many of you learned that prayer growing up as a kid, right? It's like, Jesus, please help me go to heaven because my gosh, that's scary. So I just think there's a lot of confusion when it comes to prayer. And, and, and I just, I want to do my best over these two weeks. I, I want to set you up. Here's what I'm going to let you in on what I'm after is that not just that you join us in prayer over these next 14 days, but that you fall so in love with prayer, with what God is doing in your life and through your life that you just keep praying that in your whole life, before you, you go into anything, you're just going to pray first. Someone say pray first. You're just going to pray first because you've fallen in love with prayer. It's like, oh, I have to go pray. No, no, I, I want you to go. I get to pray. I, I can't wait to pray. I can't wait to spend time with God, talking with God. And, and I, I, I want to get you to that spot where you just can't wait to pray. So here's what I want to do today is I want you to understand something that we say all the time, but I want you not to just say it. I want you to believe it. I'm going to give you the biblical foundation so you believe this because I think it's going to help you pray. And this is what we say. We say, we say prayer is powerful. You believe it, say amen. amen. God works through prayer. You believe it, say amen. amen. God works through prayer. But here's what I want. I want you not to just be able to say it. I want you deep down in your gut, in your heart of hearts, to believe it, to know it to be true, that God is a God who works through prayer. God, God, God unleashes his power 
to work within humanity through the channel of prayer. God works through prayer. Prayer is powerful. So I want you to understand that scripturally. In, in the book of Philippians, if you've been around me and you've heard me talk about the power of prayer, I, I love this portion of scripture. Paul's in prison. He's awaiting his, he's awaiting his death, possible execution. I mean, things are not looking good for Paul at this point. Like he's in prison. It's dark all around him. Things are not going well. Maybe some of you feel like you're in that spot. Like, man, I, I'm trying to walk with God, but it's just not going the way I thought. You put me in prison. I'm going, God, you abandoned me. God, you don't love me. God, what did I do wrong? But Paul's in prison. And here's what Paul has that I think we need is he has this confidence. He's like, it's, it's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be good. He has this He's at ease. He's got this peace on his life. Like, I want that. I want when all hell's breaking loose around me, I got heaven like, like all up inside of me. That's what Paul had. And you're going, Paul, how did you have some confidence? How did you know everything was gonna be okay? And here's what Paul says in, in, in Philippians chapter one, verse 19. He says this, he says, I know that this is going to turn out for my deliverance. I know everything's gonna be all right. Why? Well, through your prayers, pause with me. He's writing to a church and he's going, hey guys, everything's going everything's to be all right. Like, Paul, you're in prison. Paul, they're talking about executing you. He's like, it's all right. Everything, it's going to be all right. How, how are you so confident? Oh, I know church. I know you're praying. So I'm, it's going to be okay. Why? Because through your prayers and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. Now it's interesting. He didn't just say through your prayers. And he didn't just say, by the working of the power of, of Jesus Christ. He put the two together. Here's what Paul was convinced of. Paul was convinced because the church was doing their part. What was their part? Pray. Because the church was doing their part, God then would do his part. Because the church would pray, God would work. It makes you ask the question, well, what if the church wasn't praying? If the church wasn't praying, would would God then not be working? Well, in Paul's mind, in a way that we will never, I believe, understand on this side of heaven, he connected the two. Paul, led by the Spirit of God, pens this to the church because it's how God works. In this way that we don't understand, they're connected. Our part, God's part. Our part, pray. God's part, work. And he connects them. So you could say what it really says is that through your prayers and the subsequent supply of the Spirit of God at work. So as they were praying, God was working. That was true in Paul's heart, in Paul's mind. I got a whole bunch of verses I'm trying to decide. Uh, Mark uh, chapter 9 there's a boy who's being tormented by a, a demon. And he's like, his life's being tormented. And the father brings him to the disciples. Some of you remember this. Read it in Mark 9. Brings him to the disciples. Disciples, I got a problem. This, my boy's being tormented. He's throwing himself in fire sometimes. There's all this going on. Would you help? And the disciples go and do everything that they know to do. Watch. They are trying to help this boy. They are trying to deliver him from this this 
demon that this child has. And, and I, it doesn't tell us what they did, but I imagine they're going, they're going like laying hands on him. They're, they're going, they're going in, in, in Jesus' name, in, in, in his name over there, in Jesus' name. And they're, they're, they're trying everything, but nothing works. Jesus says, bring the child to me. And he says, he says, oh, you faithless and unbelieving generation. And then he casts out that demon. The disciples pull him aside separately like, hey, Jesus, can we talk real quick? <laughs> um, what happened? Because that was embarrassing. I mean, we were, and this is some of us, watch, come on. We were doing all we knew to do. We were giving it all the energy. We were saying all the right things. We made all the phone calls. We raised all the money. We, 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 we organized it. We, we planned it. We, 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 we did everything we could have prepared. We pushed so hard and nothing happened. Like, come on, what, what? It was embarrassing. And I think some of us, like, we feel that we're, we're trying, but there's just not momentum. We're, it's just we're, we're spinning our wills, so to speak, but there's no traction forward. Like, Jesus, what is it? Like, what's going on? And then Jesus said this. He said, listen, these kind only come out through prayer. It's Mark 9. Matthew adds, comes out through prayer and fasting. So Jesus is going, listen, it's not about you just physically doing all the right things. There's spiritual strings attached in these things. And if you're going to see any kind of movement forward, you've got to go to the spiritual things. See, some of us are just addressing the physical things. We're addressing what we see. We're addressing what we think needs to happen. We're addressing, like, I'm, I'm gonna push harder. But you need to understand life is not just lived in the, in, the, in the physical. There are spiritual strings attached. See, and you need to understand that. Jesus said, this, kind, this only, only comes out through, through prayer. You ever, you ever been in an argument with somebody and you tell yourself, like you, you, you get in an argument and then you leave them and you're, you're home. And it, does it frustrate you that, that when you're not with them, you get all the things that you should say to them? Come on, you with me? Like, oh, if I would have told them this, oh, you know what? I'm gonna write, I'm gonna tell them that next time I see them. And here's what you're thinking to yourself. Once they hear me say this, they're gonna go, oh, I get, I, I get, I'm so sorry. Like in your mind, you figure, if I say the right thing, let me help you. You could say all the right things. But what you need oftentimes isn't you saying the right thing. Because there's more going on in that tension. There's more going on in, in that relationship and that fight and that, than meets the eye. It's not just the physical thing that you see. See, I think sometimes we're waging battle in the wrong place. We're waging battle in the physical, but God says, no, no, no. There's actually spiritual strings attached. And if you want to see anything move in the physical, you've got you to lean in and move some things in the spiritual. You see, Jesus says, these kind only come out through prayer. And so it's not about me saying the right things. It's about me coming before God and asking and praying the right things. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray and then watch God work. You with me so far? So Jesus says, these kind only come out out through, through prayer. There's, there's power in prayer. There's power in, 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 in prayer. Let me, give, let me give you one more. James, James chapter five. Um, in James five, here's what I want you to see, is that it's not, what's happening is it's not the, the prayer is powerful. 
okay? It's the working of God through the prayer that is powerful. So in, in James chapter five, starting in verse 16, it says this, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And here's my question that I wanna answer. Availeth much what? Because scripture's saying that the fervent prayer of a righteous man is gonna get some stuff done. It's availeth much. It's, it's like there's gonna be a lot of traction. There's gonna be a lot of movement. Like things are gonna happen. So the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Well, much what? Well, he tells you. See, Elijah, and I want you to note this, was a man with a nature just like ours. Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. He prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Okay, so the illustration that James chooses to use is this illustration of Elijah praying, stop the rain, start the rain. And it's so interesting to me because you see the land needed rain in order for there to be a crop, in order for there to be a harvest, in order for people to be able to eat, in order for there to be nourishment and strength and everything else. We, we need to have rain from heaven. Okay. We see rain and we complain. Oh my gosh, it's raining. Back in that day, they thank you, God, you are so good. You bring the rain. So the land needed rain. Here's the problem is humanity can't control the rain. Humanity cannot make it happen. We, we cannot bring into existence what we need in existence. You see, the rain coming upon the earth is a God thing. And there are some of you right now in your life, you need a God thing. Like, I need a God thing in my marriage. I need a God thing in, in, in this parenting. I, I, need a, I need a God thing in this relationship. I need, I need a God thing in my provision. I, it's a God thing. I need a God thing, okay? So now watch. How does Elijah see the God thing? Elijah prays. He prays. And God does God's thing. Was it Elijah's prayer that stopped the rain? No, Elijah's prayer did not stop the rain. God stopped the rain. Was it Elijah's prayer that brought the rain? No, it was not Elijah's prayer that brought the rain. God, in his goodness, brought the rain. But he brought the rain through Elijah's prayer. There are things waiting to be done in your life that will only be realized through the channel of prayer. I don't understand it, but it's how God chose to work. God has said, I desire to work amongst my people. I desire to work in them and through them and all around them. I desire to do it, but here's the channel I'm choosing to use. It's prayer. As Elijah prayed, God brought the rain. There are things waiting to happen in your marriage that will only be realized through the channel of prayer. There are things waiting to happen in the life of your children. There are things waiting to happen in the, your provision. There are things waiting to happen in the ministry that God has called you to. There are things waiting to happen at your workplace. Things right now brimming and waiting to happen at your school this year. But they will only be realized through the channel of prayer. I know you've got all sorts of great plans on how you're going to fix it and how you're going to make it happen. And how you, I know I understand it. You're going to push, but don't you dare push without praying. Because if you push without praying, all you're going to do is spin your wheels. There's no momentum. The momentum comes in the praying. Why? Because the things we need to see done are things that we can't do. Like, as a church, 
Now, I, I want to see lost kids come home. I want to see more people come to know Jesus this year than, than any other year we've had as a church. I, I want to see people disciple. I want to see people, but I can't do that. That's a work of the Spirit of God. So I have to come to the place where it's like, no matter how well we organize the church, and we got, no, we got next steps, and we're doing crews, and we, we got it all built out and planned, but it's nothing unless God breathes on it. It's nothing unless God moves. The Lord says, those who labor, labor in vain if they're not trusting in God. He says, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I gotta have God show up in this. Prayer is the channel through which God has chosen to work. Now, we say that, but do we believe it? And I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not one for trying to make everybody feel guilty or whatever, but I just wanna poke at this for one second. Because it hits me. It's like, if I believe that, I say I believe it. If I followed you around, leaned into your prayer life a little bit, would not your words convince me, but would your life convince me you believe in the power of prayer? Would your prayer believe me you believe in the power of prayer? Like, I, I, I can, it's a good litmus test. I know, just hang with me. It's uncomfortable. Just hang. It's a good litmus test, isn't it? Like, I believe in the power of prayer. Okay, well, how much are you praying? Not a lot. Well, I don't believe in the power of prayer. Well, I'm praying a lot. Okay, okay, let's talk about how, how powerful do you think God is? What do you think he could do in your life? Well, I think God could do anything. Ephesians 2, for, you know, God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly and above all I could ever ask or think. Or I believe that God is big and he do big things. Okay, now I'm gonna listen to your prayer life. Am I convinced through your prayer life that God can do big things? Or am I just convinced that he could bless your food? Or am I just convinced that, that he could be with you today? Like God's gonna be with you today, everybody. He's gonna be, it's good for you to acknowledge that, but God's gonna do that whether you like it or not, he's gonna be with you. Some of you chasing you around to be with you, but you see what I'm saying? Like I want us to get to a spot where we're not just going, I believe this, or I say this, but I live this. It's such a, it's so Simple, but so profound. I get so convicted talking about it. But church, come on. Let's see what God will do if we just go, all right, Lord, I'll take you at your word. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna seek your faith. Like these next 14 days as a church, like let's just go in with everything we got. Let's get up, let's pray. Let's get together on Saturdays. Let's pray. Let's watch God do what God says he's gonna do when his people do what, what they're called to do. Let's just get engaged with God in this invitation that he has for us. He goes, come on, just pray. So, so prayer is powerful, friends. Prayer stopped the rain. Prayer, prayer, God, God, through prayer, brought the rain. God works. He's chosen to through the channel of prayer. James 4.2 makes it really simple. Ready, James 4.2? You have not because you ask not. It actually goes on to say, that, that when you ask, you ask a mess so you could spend it on yourself and you make it about yourself and all this. But, but here's the thing is you have not just because you, you're asking not, you're not bringing it before God. Which gets me to the second part of this. Prayer is powerful. But the power of prayer isn't just in that we watch God move around our lives. And God wants to do that. 
But the true foundational power of prayer is in what God wants to do inside your life. See, prayer is not just transactional. Like if you go back and you read James chapter four, two, when he says that you're asking, but you're asking amiss, that you might spin it on yourself. What he's talking to is he's talking to a group of people who saw prayer as a transactional thing. It's like, here's what I do is I bring, here's prayer. I bring God my list. It's just transaction. Okay, God, gonna update you on the list. I need you to do this, I need you to do that. And by the way, God, if you could do this and do that, that way, and if you could do it, and God's just gonna bring you my list. And, and James goes, hey, you don't have because you don't ask. And by the way, when you ask, you're asking a mist. You're just, all you're doing is thinking about yourself. Prayer is more than you just thinking about you. Prayer is more than transactional. Can, can I teach you something? Come, I want you to experience this over the next 14 days and all this year, is prayer is actually relational. Because the true power of prayer is not just found in what he wants to do around you, but what God's about to do all up inside of you. You see, God wants to get a hold of you. God, God wants to do some things inside of you. And if you don't understand that, then all you're ever going to do is bring God your list. But friends, God wants more than your list. Discovering the power of prayer isn't discovered in bringing God a list. Discovering the power of prayer is bringing God your heart. Bringing God your life, bringing, bringing God your submission, bringing, bringing God yourself, you see. That's what happens in prayer. It's not transactional. It's relational. It's bringing God, me and all of me, and just posturing myself before him. You see, there's a, there's a posture in prayer. If you can experience the power of prayer, there's a posture in prayer. There's a posture. Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray, in Matthew chapter six. And Jesus said, when you pray, I want you to pray like this. Pay attention to the posture, okay? He says, my paraphrase, before you get onto your list, and that's gonna come, right? Give us this day our daily bread and give us our debts, all that, that you got a list. Before you move onto your list, posture yourself here. Start here. How do you pray? Pray like this. You know the prayer. Come on, help me. Don't look. Hallowed be thy name. Go, go, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Okay, pause with me. Jesus says, do you want to know? Do you want to tap into the power of prayer? Do you want to know what it's like to see God working around you and inside of you in just ridiculous, unheard of ways? Do you want to experience God? Come pray like this. Our Father, okay? Okay? What's he doing? He's He's posturing it in the fact that when you come before God, you come before Father. Okay, so, so listen, you're perfectly loved. You're, you're, you're perfectly accepted. You, 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 your, your Father wants more for you than you want for you. Your Father knows what's best, right? Like, like you're coming before Father, but Father who art in heaven. Father who is in heaven. Father who is, by the way, also God. Father God. Father God. So it's not just Father who wants what's best for me, but God who is over all things. God who, who is above it all and in it all and works through it. Like God who spoke the world into existence. This is God that I'm coming before. And friends, there is a posture that we are to take when we come before God Almighty. And you know what that posture is? It's, it's a posture of Submission. It's, it's a posture of surrender. You, you, when the wise men 
came and found Jesus. I know we just got done with Christmas. Some of you guys are like, wait, what are you going back for? Because I've got to learn some things still. So the wise men come before Jesus. Jesus is, we believe, around two years old at this time, and he's in the house, and, and they believe and they know that Jesus is God. Jesus is God in the flesh. And so when they come before Jesus, how do they posture themselves before Jesus? Do you remember? Here's what it says. It says, as, they, as we go on, Matthew chapter two, says, and going to the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Get this, they understood Jesus was God. And therefore the only proper posture before, they just fell down, they fell down. Come on, they fell down flat on their face and they worshiped him. This posture is the posture we take when we come before God. This isn't transactional, it's relational. And my part in this relationship with God is he's my father, he wants to love on me, and what I'm gonna do is come in and surrender all of me. You see, they fell down. It, it literally, the word there means that, that they, they plunged down flat. It means that they, it's, it's, it's often used in the surrender of one city to another city or one power to another power. Legally, it meant that, that they counted themselves under Jesus. They counted themselves as we need to count ourselves under God. And see, in prayer, there's a posture if you're ever going to experience the power. And that posture is one of its surrender. It's face down in worship. It, it's full on, well, yielded completely. So they come in before Jesus and they, they fall down flat. I want you to understand what this is not. When I am before God in prayer, this is not, all right, God, my will, my way. You see, I, my purpose, my plan. See, I think a lot of, this is the posture in prayer, but a lot of us don't want to take, a lot of us don't want to, we take the my will, my way posture. So here, what we do, we're going to pull up a chair alongside Jesus. I'm going to prayer. All right, now listen up, God. Got some things I need to talk to you about. I got a list. I don't understand this. I know you know my list, but I'm supposed to bring you my list. Why do I bring you my list if you already know my list? But anyway, I'm gonna bring you my list. So here's some things I need you to do. Come on, tell me if you do this. Here's some things I need you to do, my will. But, but by the way, I need it also in my way. So here's some things I need you to do, and here's how I need you to do it. And so we come before God and we got all these great ideas. So here's what I need, God. I, I, I need you to help my marriage. There's something going on in my marriage. That's my, my will. God, here's my way. Would you just show them? God, would you, would you teach them? God, would you correct them? You see, my will, my way, my plan, my purpose. You see, that, and a lot of us come before God like that. that that's, not, that's not prayer. That's not the posture of prayer, you see. Um, you're going, you're going uh, God... Uh, Here's my will. I, I, I need some things to work out at work. Here's my way. If you would just deal with my boss. 
Just deal with my boss, deal with my coworkers. That's my will, that's my way. And some of us are posturing ourselves before God and this is my will, my way kind of, kind of thing. Um, but what the wise men model for us and what Jesus tells us to do when he calls us to pray, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is not, it, is, it, is, it comes up against, you see, the, the true posture of prayer comes up against this whole my will, my thing, my way thing when we come before God. You guys follow me so far? So I just gotta make sure that we posture ourselves right. I think others of us, we, maybe it's not my will, my way. We're, we're go, okay, God. Okay, God, we're going to take a, we're gonna step up a little bit more. It's not my will, my way, but it's my will. And sure, God, we can take your way. Sure, we'll take your way. And so this is what that looks like. We're not face down in surrender and yielded and submitted and okay, God, what do you want to do? We're like, okay, here's what I need to have happen. And God, I'll, we can go your way as long as it gets to my will. So look, I'll keep going to church. It's first Sunday. Congratulations. We all made it. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing this. I've committed myself to doing this. But God, if, I, if I'm going to do this, I need you to do that. Because if you don't do that, well, I'm going to stop doing this. See, it's conditional, isn't it? So we come before God conditionally, like, like, okay, man, I really need this thing fixed. And so I'm going to do what it is I know God wants me to do, but he better start doing that thing that I need him to do. And if he doesn't do the thing I need him to do, well, I'm going to, you hear people say this, I tried God. What? Like God's not some flavor at Baskin Robbins. Like you don't just try God. Like, no, what you do is you submit to God. You worship God. You, you surrender to God. You yield to God. You, you go all in with God. You don't try. You see, but as we come to prayer, a lot of us are like, okay, God, we're going we're gonna to play this game. We're going to barter with God. We're going to barter with God. But see, that's not where power is discovered. You can do that, but you'll never discover the true movement of God in your heart, in your life, and through your life. Until you come to this place, our Father, who is God, hallowed be your name. Holy are you. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, I'm going to get to my list. I got some things. And Lord, I thank you so much that you let us bring you our issues. You want to hear everything. You want us to bring you. We're going to, we're going to pray our daily bread. We're going to ask for all those things. But God, just right up front, I'm going to posture myself in this way. Here's what I'm going to declare, God, that Lord, I, I want your agenda over my agenda. Because I believe that you are so good, God. I believe that your agenda is better than my agenda. I believe that what you want to do is greater than what I, what I could hope to do, God. And so as I come before you, Lord, I just am going to say over all of it, I surrender. Not my will. But God, yours be done. That, that's the highest level of faith, friends. Because it's, God, I'm going to trust you no matter what. God, I'm, I'm going all in with you no matter what. Here's what I hope to have happen, God. Here's how I, here's even maybe how I hope for it to happen. But God, end of the day, not my will, but yours be done. Your kingdom come. And when, when we get there, friends, is where you will see, watch, 
the power of prayer take hold in your life because God, by his spirit, starts moving in your heart, working in here. Oh, you're so concerned about out there. But God is more concerned about in here, in here. So I'm not bringing God my agenda in prayer. True prayer is me trying to align myself with God's agenda in prayer. God, I'm just, I'm just coming in for an adjustment. See, I think there's a lot of people that are about ready to have surgery. But you could avoid surgery if you would just come in for adjustments every now and then. Just keep staying before God and let him, let him keep you close and let him, let him speak to your heart. Let him, let him show you the path. Let him, let him give you the next step. Let him, let him walk in step with all the things that you've been carrying on your own. Let, let yourself just offload all that weight and all the worry and just constantly just cast it back on him. The Bible says, cast your cares on me for I care for you. Why are you carrying that? You've been carrying it all week. And it, doesn't it seem like it gets heavier and heavier as the week goes on, as the month goes on? As the, God goes, stop it. Come before me. Cast your cares on me. Trust God. I'm giving this to you. Lord, your will be done with this. I don't get it. It's heavy. But God, your will be done. Just roll it off my shoulders because I'm living in a place of, come on, surrender. So God, what's your agenda for my family? God, what's your agenda for my, my business? What's your agenda for my relationships? God, what's, what's your agenda for my life? What's, what's your agenda for my voc vocation? God, what, what's your agenda in my parenting? God, God, I just want your agenda. Some of you are like, wait a minute. I thought this whole thing was about me getting from God what I need from God. Isn't that prayer? Like, I don't, I don't know if I like this. Friends, if you think that that's what prayer is, you're missing the point. You have a good God, a father in heaven who loves you so much and knows what's best for you, who wants what's best for you. And because he's good, some of us think because he's good, he's going to give me what I want. Because he's good, he's going to do what I need him to do. No, no, no. Because he's good, I just want to align my life with him. Because he's good, he gives me the opportunity to align my life with what is good through prayer. That changes everything. We stop thinking we know best and we stop trying to do our thing. We stop running everything according to our way and our will and our agenda. and We stop running life that way. We stop, we stop trying to you know, strong arm God and the things that we think he needs to do. God, we'll bring those things to God, but at the end of it, Lord, we'll say, just like Jesus said in the garden, not my will, but yours be done. So God, what I'm doing right now in this moment in prayer is I'm, I'm surrendering my life to you once again. I'm, I'm yielding myself to you once again. God, I'm, I'm laying out my life before you. God, I want your kingdom come and your will be done. So God, what does that look like? God, what does it look like for your kingdom come and your will to be done in my marriage? Like, so, so okay, I, God, help me forgive. God, God, help me be patient. Help me to honor you. God, God, what does it look like? What does it look like in, in this relationship over here? God, what does it look like for your kingdom come in this relationship? Some of you are in relationships, and if you were to dare pray, God, your kingdom come, he'd say, get out of that relationship. But God, I want another relationship. 
If you're going to see the power of God at work in your life, you're going to align your life with his kingdom come and his will be done in every aspect of your life. And if you've got to end some things so God can start some new things, trust him in the process. God, your kingdom come. Your, your, your kingdom come in, the, in, in my parenting. God, your kingdom come in, in my plans for the future. Your kingdom come in this year. God, what does it look like? Lord, that's where I want to get to. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So imagine if we just started off these 14 days instead of pulling up next to God and I'm going to talk to you some things I need you to do this year. Instead of just kind of, okay, okay, God, here's, here's my will. I'm sure I'll try it your way. But if instead we just go, okay, God, I'll bring to you my desires. I'll bring to you, God, my hopes. And God, I'll bring to you. But Lord, this year, your will, your way. God, your kingdom come. Your will be done. God, I believe that you're good. God, I, I believe that, that your vision for my life is greater than my vision for my life. God, God I, I just trust you. God, and sometimes the weight is so heavy, but God, I know if I can stay in this place that you'll sustain me and you'll strengthen me and you'll, you'll give me everything I need to carry the weight of it all. That God, you'll, you'll walk with me. God, so I just want to stay here as we enter this year. So, come on the journey. Entering into this interaction with God called prayer. Just involving him in your life, talking with God, just seeking him. Laying out your life and your heart before him. And here's my prayer. Join us over the next 14 days, but I want it in your life every day. My prayer is that you wake up and three, four weeks from now going, not well, I guess I better go pray. But I can't wait to pray. I can't wait to get before God. I can't wait to just spend time in his presence and just cry out to him with all my heart. I can't wait to hear what he wants to say to me through his word. I, I just want to spend time before God. Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to be in that flow and in that stream all the days of my life. I want our church to be in that flow and in that stream. I'm telling you, there's nothing greater than living there. So let's go there. You watch what he does in Jesus' name. God, we love you. We thank you that you make prayer available to us. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Citizens Church. It's our prayer that through this message, God would impact and inspire your life. If you have any questions for us or would like to let us know how God is using these messages in your life, please let us know by sending an email to connect at citizenschurch.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online and help in seeing more lives changed through the work here at Citizens Church. Thank you so much for joining us. Gotta, gotta keep on